should wait to come out, that you should uh, try to gain rank or status before you do that. That's a bunch of bull It's a new day in the music industry, and I can reach my fans. We're getting there. I've caused harm to the political agenda, and which I'm actually happy for. I would say probably the best message to them is that they're on the wrong side of history. Whether you're lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, or whatever, Love is love. Shout it out to the world. The Michelle Miao Show. Your A through Z covering the LGBT, LMNOP, and everyone in between show. And now here's your host, Michelle Miao. Welcome. Happy Monday. I know Mondays are, I think Mondays are just, they're such a drag. I should start a hashtag called Manic Mondays. And then it would just like feature pictures of me just looking like I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> because, you know, Mondays is the start of the week. And uh, some of you who are on the East Coast, you've you're already, you're ending your day. So hopefully it was a good Monday. And uh, we're nearing the end of July, which is crazy. It's already <laughs> considered, you know, midsummer. Our producer, Jax, is in studio. Jax, how was your weekend? It was great. Yeah, it was It was your happy birthday to you. My 23rd birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jax. Happy birthday to you. It's beautiful. <laughs> I try, I try. So uh, knowing that you, um, I don't know, well, at least with anniversaries, you're not very good, but maybe you were very good at planning your birthday or someone else did. Like My your, your girlfriend, girlfriend was very good at planning my birthday. Just what yes. I thought. So what did what'd you guys do? We went camping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We Um, raised our gay flag and went camping. Um, We went to Clear Lake and we went jet skiing and kayaking and camping. And it was great. That's your thing, right? I mean, you you love that, right? I do love that. Awesome. Does that sound terrible to you? No, it just, um, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a good show host. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to generalize or stereotype here. (laughs) You're Gonna try so hard. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try really hard. I was. I. Uh, I actually didn't know it was your birthday. I felt so sad because, you know, I was like, oh, I could have baked her a cake, and then I was like, wait, when's the last time I baked? I never baked in my life. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're gonna go out for drinks. I think is after all my text to you. I sent you an emoticon of a cake. I think that counts. That does count. So happy birthday again. What's going on with the world these days? Well, uh, you know, everybody's Facebook feed and social media and even the news is super focused on the first episode of I Am Cape. So we're referring to Caitlyn Jenner. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch. Did you? No. Again, no Wi-Fi in the tent. Oh, right, right, right. You were doing the lesbian thing. You were not being the inclusive good lesbian to make it home in time to watch. It's selfish. <laughs> I am Kate. Well, I, sh- I guess I should be stripped of my trans card or trans inclusive card because I actually didn't get to tune in myself. I was driving uh, back from my parents home i went home to but you know it's a good thing that they have on demand now so we should definitely check it out so for those who also missed it the i am kate uh episode one featuring caitlin jenner's process or show uh is it already started airing so i think that's on the e-network yes 
Yes. 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 Well, we'll yeah, we'll find <laughs> out. We have a guest in the studio, and I should introduce her now. So without further ado, let's get this program started. Today's program is brought to you by Pacific Fertility Center. When life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. Our guest today is in studio, so you're not going to get that warm, fuzzy, weird, on-the-phone thing. So I'm always so ecstatic and so happy when we have an in-studio guest. She is the temporary or interim executive director of Our Family Coalition, which, by the way, is one of my favorite nonprofit organizations out there in this entire country. And the reason being is because they're one of the very few organizations to provide resources for LGBTQ families. So we all know where we're headed after that Supreme Court decision, right? Mm. We're going to make babies. Let's welcome Renata Moretta here to the show. Renata, welcome. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here with us. My pleasure. So I, you were itching there. I mentioned that the I Am Kate uh, uh, TV show, is right. it on the E! Network? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I saw everything okay. that I've saw has been streaming online and all the yeah. Twitter chats about how incredibly inclusive and moving the whole show has been. But yeah, maybe I should just also tune uh, in. Tune in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all have to tune in. And, and the reason why it's so important, even if you're not transgender, um, is the fact that we all uh, should be allies mm. and there are trans issues that we're facing today. So before we get into just the entire spectrum of the LGBTQI community, let's talk about our family coalition. Sure. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it's one of the very few nonprofits, especially here in the Bay Area, that actually provides resources to LGBTQ families. Um, let's start with the Supreme Court decision that, you know, has uh, given all 50 states here marriage equality. Um, California, you know, has seen marriage equality for about two years now, Mm -hmm. I believe. And so how has that changed or shaped the organization? You know, it's interesting. We're getting the question a lot. And uh, and as we celebrate, we always frame as, and uh, <laughs> a lot of work still to be done. You know, you, we started uh, talking about Caitlyn Jenner and, uh, and really the status of parents and trans parents in this nation and even in California. It's really, there's a lot of work to be done in this area, not, not only in terms of policy, but also the lived experience. Our family coalition has the longest uh, serving and, and the, the um, the really the largest uh, transparent support group uh, here in California. We've been around for about 10 years working with transparent, gender nonconforming parents. And, uh, and we are looking at all kinds of discrimination still being in place uh, hmm. when it comes to transparents being accused that their children are going to be traumatized by their uh, gender identity and expression or by their transitioning. And so marriage equality is an issue that really hasn't helped shift much mm-hmm. uh, that conversation. What has has helped shift is the idea that our families now are part of the mainstream chats, are part of every living room and kitchen and so on, and kitchen conversations, and we can use that to really pivot and go deeper into the chat about, hey, so what really forms a family? And how about all the folks that are still not covered mm-hmm. by, uh, specifically mm-hmm. by legal uh, marriage equality, right? We're talking about undocumented folks mm-hmm. that might be in love uh, and, and going out with somebody who is also undocumented. Are they protected? Right. That's not the case. Right. And so there's still a lot of work to be done. And at the same time, all the families that are um, 
now uh, married, uh, yourself included. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> congratulations. Like, yeah. How about you, Michelle? When's uh, that happening? Yeah, that's another show. Let's <laughs> let's focus on our family uh, <laughs> right now. You know, but, in, even, even our kids are not yeah. completely protected, and uh, we're dealing with tons of issues across the state when it comes to bullying and creating inclusive schools, uh, and so the work is still very much needed and, and current. You bring up a great point, and um, thank you for bringing that up, in the discrimination that we face. And, and, you know, a lot of LGBTQI activists and leaders had said that just because we have marriage doesn't mean that, you know, the work uh, has ended. We still have so much work to be done. When you look at queer families, uh, LGBTQI families, um, and the different facets of their lives, right? So the kids, you got to place your kids in school. Parents obviously have to maintain their jobs. If we focused on children and schools, you know, for queer parents, I can only imagine the... um, obstacles that they may face and not just you know the relationship with their children when they come home from school but the relationship with you know administration or you know the uh, superintendents and teachers and all that stuff I know you do a lot of policy work as well especially work with schools Mm -hmm. Um, have we seen you know great changes and and sure one can argue if you live in the Bay Area you you know chances are you your children are going to be attending a pretty inclusive school, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we have seen some really positive impact uh, that the work of the work that we do with welcoming and sco- inclusive schools. In fact, we've now expanded the program from K through fi- fifth grade to K through eighth grade, and we are looking at kids that have gone through these programs uh, that are really about allyship, about bystander intervention, about creating tolerance, about uplifting all families. We're looking at it uh, at kids that have gone through the program since kindergarten, since first grade, that now are getting to middle schools, and they're brilliant. They are incredible allies. Um, they really understand family diversity. They understand uh, respect for all. They they really are doing a great job teaching their own parents about how to be better allies to LGBTQ families, and uh, and so we do see the impact of education in those uh, areas. And at the same time, there are pockets in California that. We we work. We are now working uh, in Contra Costa County. We are in Orange County. We are, you know, from SoCal to um, you name it, rural areas where folks have less access to these kinds of uh, educational programs and, pa- and parent engagement programs. And so our family coalition has been working to expand that uh, that and to really train parents to be the best advocates because we all want our kids to be safe. We all want our kids to be empowered. And so. Um, we're doing a great job with the parents to make sure that happens in the schools. Michelle Miao in studio with us is Renata Moreira. She is the executive director, I should say interim executive director of Our Family Coalition, a nonprofit organization that, uh, you know, is the leading organization really when it comes to family resources for LGBTQI families. Renata, I want to talk about, you know, the uh, diversity of LGBTQI families. Uh And uh, just to be very frank with you, uh, leading up to maybe 2015, what you saw in the media, I mean, it still was a stigma about, you know, gay parents and if they made uh, great parents or adequate families. Um, But at the same time, once, you know, we started mainstreaming, (laughs) Um, and the the media wanted to pick up stories of like parents, you still only really saw or or features 
of uh, Caucasian, you right. know, gay dads who have this incredibly high income right. to create their families. Uh, let's focus on, let's give some airtime to queer families who are of color. And maybe if you wouldn't mind talking to us about some spe- specific issues that they may face mm-hmm. that, you know, people don't know about. Sure. Yeah. I I mean, especially at this time, right, when we look also at intersections of various, various movements uh, and we are working very closely, our family coalition is working very closely with some networks on the ground with Black Lives Matter, for example, that we are looking at how does race impact our families? How does economic equality impact our families? It's not just a matter of being queer. We are all those things, right? Personally, I mean, I'm first generation immigrant and how does that impact my family? Uh, And so we are constantly working to bridge those conversations within our educational programs. Um, We know that LGBTQ families of color, for example, have a higher likelihood uh, likelihood to live in poverty or to be unemployed specifically to women or to less being women of color uh, would really be uh, have a higher likelihood to live in poverty than our white counterparts or Castro deads, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are being pushed out of San Francisco, right? So things need to get real. And I think the community at large, and specifically the queer families at large, are getting uh, to teach each other and and really getting together. And we have a racial justice roundtable that we get. We have white allies coming together with POC uh, parents, really talking through those very real issues about if we, my kid is being pushed out of this safe neighborhood and being pushed to an area that right all of a sudden I don't have inclusive schools, how do we work together to bring back the investment so all LGBTQ families can be lifted up at the same time? So Very wonderful. Work. we got a couple minutes before we go on break, and then, of course, we'll come back and have more of an in-depth discussion about LGBTQI families. But before we go on break, I do have a question for you. And, you know, do you, do you think that the, you know, LGBTQI, LGBTQ issues affecting people of color or um, more, you know, groups that aren't really talked about in mainstream media. Do you think that that is our shift, that this is the time in which the entire country or maybe even politicians, leaders, lawmakers will finally look into this and, and mm. make some changes? It's a great question. I think it's been the time. You know? <laughs> right. I think it's past the time. Oh, our lives finally matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and and I, I am really excited to see the coverage around trans women of color, for example, and the impact of violence on their lives. And I'm excited to see that uh, my grandparents are talking about, oh, wait, uh, let's talk about transgender people. Let's talk about marginalized people in ways that we haven't before because it is part of the national political discourse. And so, yes, I think the visibility will help. And uh, I can only hope and pray that our white allies and cisgender people will really come to the table and, and support the movement at large. Whew, she's pretty quite amazing, isn't <laughs> she? She's interim executive director of Our Family Coalition, Renata Moreira. We are going on a short break, but when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about LGBTQI families. So don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. 
This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Monday afternoon. I'm Michelle Miao, your host. Jax, our producer, is in studio, but also in studio, we have a guest. It's so exciting when we have in-studio guests. We have Renata Moreira. She is the interim executive director of Our Family Coalition. And Our Family Coalition is a nonprofit organization that uh, delivers resources for LGBTQI families. So I keep mentioning interim executive director, uh, so we probably should answer why it's interim. Uh, Judy Appel, who obviously has been on the program several times and you know does segments for us she's on um a sabbatical mm-hmm. yeah and that's just simply it executive directors are, are allowed to take sabbaticals that's right and she will be back in september <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very firm mm-hmm. so don't you worry people yeah. <laughs> um so you know I, I i you know by mentioning judy that also that is a great segue to say that uh here this the program the show we're very proud to collaborate with our family coalition on a show a half hour show monthly uh, webisode thing that we call the alphabet soup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nourishing LGBTQ families one conversation at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. So, which is why Renata is stopping here and, and a little later, the second half of the show, we're actually going to play a show from the alphabet soup for you, which will be featured the first the first Mondays of the month here on the on the Michelle Meow show. <laughs> Sounds Sounds so all about Michelle Miao. So it's not. It's not about Michelle Miao. It's about Renata and your work. Um, you know, I mentioned we, we mentioned some oppressed groups. We mentioned some. You know, the difference, uh, the different types of families that there are uh, when it comes to queer families, LGBTQI families. Um, let's talk about trans families. Sure. And you know, obviously, everyone's tuning in to I am Kate. Well, I am Kate is also, uh, you know, a parent. Mm-hmm. to her children who are now teenagers. Um, but what could you say, you know, with the uh, the work that you guys do in terms of some of the issues that trans families may face? Well, I think it's brilliant that uh, we are getting so much visibility with Kate. Uh, and at the same time, it's not it's not the lived reality of the large majority of trans people in this country and specifically trans people of color. Uh, and so we are looking at anything from having access to coverage of, for transition surgeries and insurance, right, to, to being able to... Uh, live healthily and happily within their own bodies. Uh, and at the same time, we're looking for housing, <laughs> right? Mm. We're looking for a lot of uh, our our parents and uh, par- prospective parents also need support to create their families. Um, most uh, Obamacare, uh, most of, 
I'll see Obamacare, yeah, does fine. not cover IVF procedures, does not cover fertility treatments, right? So we're looking at uh, prospective transparency and parents in general not being able to access uh, affordable services to be able to start a family and let alone protect their family, right? right. So if you're transparent, you are at a higher uh, legal risk of having that relationship threatened by a parent, by a relative or by someone who doesn't understand who you are or who's transphobic and uh, and you have to access legal services and not all uh, not everybody can afford legal services and so we're looking at very different economic and, and uh, conditions for folks from different backgrounds and so as we are differently situated in this broader system we have to we really have to take into consideration the needs of the largest the majority of the trans population, and that is not privilege. Now, I know that our family coalition works with legislators mm-hmm. um, in, in try, trying to write actual law, right. you know, that impacts LGBTQ families. So how difficult has it been maybe, you know, since at least your tenure with our family coalition to get some of these bills proposed and then pass, mm-hmm. um, you know, I want to applaud California for uh, passing, right, a trans bathroom bill that affects LGBT queer youths. And I know that our family coalition is heavily involved with a lot of new legislative bills that have been right. proposed recently that affect LGBTQI families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we do have some really great friends in Sacramento. We have some legislators who are incredible pioneers uh, and have been doing this work for decades to lay the groundwork that we are seeing now and at the same time we have to constantly educate our leaders and and really kind of advocate for inclusive laws that sometimes they don't even understand the need right our family coalition now for example is just co-sponsoring a bill with national center for lesbian rights and equality california that will protect it's called the uh equality for all equal protection for all families act uh that will protect folks that are unmarried and might be uh, doing home insemination, really in the privacy of their own homes to be able to be protected as parents. Right now, California would not recognize those parents. They would be at risk. Um, Their relationships with their children would be at risk uh, unless they have a medical uh, agreement or a legal agreement. So we're working on a bill in that sense. And so you're constantly kind of educating, forming coalitions and really moving uh, it just sounds like you guys are this well-organized machine of like <laughs> activists and advocates. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and, and it, I just want to put it out there. It's not like our family coalition is, you know, there's some there's dollar bills oh <laughs> falling God, from no. the sky. We and we've help. got all these resources, <laughs> although you've done an incredible job explaining to us just how much work um, our family coalition is involved in. So what are your thoughts in terms of, you know, priorities and funding and kind of where that's going? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that you're heavily involved in, in that as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we are um, seeing some of the, the broader uh, foundations and some of the money, for example, that was in California that was strictly dedicated to uh, moving marriage equality and overcome, overturning DOMA and Prop 8. We're seeing some of that dry out and go to states that uh, non-discrimination uh, clauses, for example, uh, we are just really in dire need to support also some other states that have bare bones protections for LGBT people and our families. And at the same time, um, we can't, you know, foundations and, and individual donors, uh, we really can't uh, just assume that the work is done as we've been 
mm-hmm. talking about here, it's, uh, it's really multifaceted. And so we're working with foundations to also expand the, the way that we explain the work, that we look at deliverables, that we do the work more intersectionally, that we can be actually, our work be supported by friends and colleagues and people that believe in supporting families. But the foundation uh, piece as well is huge for them to understand that the outcomes uh, will really vary according to this intersectional needs. That's our cue and our time to tell you, please support our family coalition yes. in any way that you can. So if you're part of an organization, a business, uh, or you yourself would like to support LGBTQI families, head to ourfamily.org. Um, Renata, really quick before we play you know, an example of the alphabet soup, sure. uh, you've been so darling here on the program. Tell us, you know, some other cool things that our family coalition is involved in. Uh, you know, yes, the serious stuff, but you also you also do some fun things. Yeah, yeah, super fun. Our family support uh, team creates all kinds of social, cultural opportunities, events, uh, and trips for the families. And uh, at Pride Now, we just had over a thousand folks coming into the garden, and really it was a beautiful space. We have a compound coming up, uh, and that's going to be in the East Bay, and uh, it's really a fantastic way for our LGBT parents to connect. It's two days just camping out with uh, our kids and, and in the woods. And I think Jackie, your producer, would appreciate that. Uh, and uh, we do have um, Oakland Pride coming up as well. So for, for folks in the Bay and, you know, South Bay, if you want to come up, that's uh, coming up in September. And it's a super family-friendly Pride, uh, and we hope to see folks there. <laughs> awesome, awesome. They, uh, you also do something that's really fun for singles, too. It's like oh, the yeah. sperm meets the egg. That's right. We have a up. networking event called <laughs> Egg Meets Sperm. Yeah. And that's it's fantastic. Awesome. We just had our second baby born from uh, from the networking event that folks met. It's an alternative way for uh, those of us that don't want to go through sperm bank or who might be interested in becoming co-parents or uh, becoming a donor with some relationship with a kid. Uh, we do offer every quarter, we offer an egg meat sperm networking event uh, for folks who want to become parents. <laughs> that sounds so great. Renata, thank you so much to you <laughs> and the organization pleasure. for all the work that you guys do. Thank That's you really incredible. Support, yeah. Well, all that information can be found at OurFamily.org. Don't go away. When we come back, we'll play the alphabet soup. (laughs) The Michelle Miao Show continues right after this. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. I'm Judy Appel of our family coalition, the premier LGBTQ family organization in California. And I'm excited to be here with our new program, The Alphabet Soup, 
fostering conversations with LGBTQ families one conversation at a time. And um, for this episode, we're going to be focusing on our upcoming gala on April 23rd. And I'm really, you know, I get to be here with the MC, the, the, the famous Michelle Miao, who's going to be emceeing our show. And uh, Michelle, welcome. Welcome to the Alphabet Soup. <laughs> Thank you so much. Famous. I was like, in famous. my head, I'm like, famous for what? Famous in our minds. <laughs> um, I love it. You know, premier LGBTQ uh, orga- family organization, uh, our family. It sounded like you guys are taking over for Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we premier, do have a suite on staff now. so <laughs> Premier furniture provider and... Family resources. And family resources for LGBTQ <laughs> families. Yeah, you know, it's it actually, it's pretty incredible because we have are doing so much kind of cutting edge work with families and we're so we're so grateful because we get to work with you, Michelle. So. Yeah, no, likewise. I, I really love the organization. Um, you know, I don't have kids yet, uh, but I do want kids eventually. We're going to talk um, about that. Yeah. And, you know, there's two things that I care about, right? You know, I'm on the board for San Francisco Pride, and I think that exposure of our lives is really important right now, but also exposure of our families is equally important. And, you know, families doesn't always mean that, you know, it's your kids and you or your mom and dad and your kids, but, you know, family can mean a lot of things in our community, right? Yeah. I mean, you are on the... the, um Uh, You've been working a lot with Pride, with San Francisco Pride, and our family coalition has had a family garden at Pride now for something like 12 years, a dozen years. And for us, we really, we are so grateful that Pride is a place now where our families can come. We feel like we're able to make a space that's safe and away from the kind of crazy Pride energy that's so exciting for a lot of folks, but we can have our kids there and safe and have fun. And yeah, so it's, it's a great way to, to kind of combine the two things. And I think right. families are really the forward, they're the future of our movement. So. And they have been the future. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we've just not been, you know, given the opportunity to have exposure. Um, but Pride, right, for the last nine years that I've been broadcasting the parade or being the co-host for it, uh, it's really changed over time. I mean, I think my first year, the cameras were really shy about uh, getting the public because they were afraid that we would get, you know, nude shots. <laughs> and now we get, like, toddlers and, and, and pets and kids and families. and It's just so different. Even dykes on bikes, you know, it's like newlyweds on bikes. I mean, sure, you still get the pasties and all that stuff, which is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful for me. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful me for me too. Yeah, you know, exactly. just because you're a mom yeah. doesn't mean you don't like pasties. Yeah, but, but I, I love that there are so many more groups now who are coming out with their kids. It's so cool. Yeah, you know, it used to be also that it was our family coalition was the contingent that had hundreds of families, and we still have hundreds of families. And now you see kids all over, and that's a great indication of where we're heading. That we're exactly. everywhere, and and I'm kind of wondering. You do a lot of work with LGBT with the LGBTQ community, so. If you're looking at this incredible moment in history, where are you seeing families fit in? Like, how do you see us as we're moving forward? You know, we're kind of one marriage, so what's next? And how do you see families playing a role in that? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up. I mean, I as happy as I am about marriage equality and living this extremely exciting time for you know LGBTQ rights, I'm also a little scared uh, just to be very human for once. You know, it's like these religious freedom bills that are popping up in several other states. And, you know, you can really tell that the hate hasn't been erased. And uh, when you think about if laws like the religious freedom bills are passed or any any law, right, that discriminate against our lives for basic needs, I mean, that will affect our children. That will affect mm-hmm. our community for years to yeah. come. And it will really set the tone for that type of hate. So 
while I am very optimistic about you know where we're headed in the future, I also think that that we have to equally fight as hard and fight even more you know for our future, which includes our kids. <laughs> I love that because the truth is also that when you have families, when you have kids, you end up also being in all these spaces that aren't as necessarily as safe, and our kids are. So right. I remember reading something about your isolation in school or places like a faith or even the supermarket. And those are places where it has to be safe for all families. And we're right. not there just because we've won marriage right. equality. And I'm not even speaking about like, you know, LGBTQ, right? Like for me, they're, they're, intersectionality plays such a huge role in my life. I mean, I'm lesbian. I'm Asian American. I, you know, I grew up in a different social class. And so I felt all those isms like growing up, you know, racism, sexism, and and it's like when we talk about any bills that any legislators working on today that will limit freedoms, you know, not just for myself, but for a kid in the future, you're really setting the tone for a really bad place for these kids to grow up. Because now I look at like where I'm at in my life today. And while I have, you know, more rights than I ever thought that I would have as a gay woman, you know, I still have to look out for all these other parts of my lives. And I really wouldn't want my kids to live in, in you know, like that. I really wouldn't want them to live how I lived. If, uh, I don't know. 20 years ago as a kid, because that was pretty rough, yeah. <laughs> you know, to grow up in a low income, disadvantaged neighborhood to, you know, have to put up with trying not to get jumped in a gang. So you, ha you have that against you. Uh, but then you also have, you know, I can't really be out because I was made fun of for looking, wanting to look right. like a boy. <laughs> and, and so we just have to try harder to make it a better place for our kids. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I, I I'm so glad you brought up the intersectionality piece because you know, even as we kind of feel really good about making strides when it comes to a dealing with um, dealing with homophobia, we need to really be looking at all those isms and all of looking at racism, looking at classism, looking at how that's impacting the world we're raising our kids in, because I don't want my kids to grow up in that world either. And so I think that um, now is really this chance because family we have a lot of commonality across families you oh know, yeah single parents we have parents living in with all kinds of different both opportunities and challenges and this is a chance to build bridges so. right and you know for me i've never known what a traditional family is i mean i grew up in a single parent home my mom had to raise you know five very young kids uh you know i grew up with a disabled brother i you know the 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 term family meant a lot of different things for us we had to find love and affection and adoration in, in many many different ways you know five young kids fighting for one mom's attention not to mention she's dealing with grief that she's lost her husband uh, just, you know, coming here to to the mm. States. And so as gay people, we've always been that, you know, we've been resilient. We've adapted well to our surroundings. We've gone through, you know, some really hard times and have overcome that. And that's why I think that we would make such incredible parents. Like we would be, our kids will grow up knowing to that love, you know, trumps hate. Our kids will grow up to know that discrimination is, is horrible. Um, and and the, the great thing about it is that I hope that, you know, my kids will grow up. And, and if I name my, you know, male son April, he's not going to give a crap because he's going to understand, you know, the, he's going to be he's going to have a lot of friends who are queer, who are gender fluid, who are, you know, all these things that I think make us very unique and make us incredible parents and full of love and compassion. 
Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound so cheesy because I want people to know out there, you know, for a night out that we're going to celebrate, you know, our family coalition. I promise to be entertaining. No, I mean, I'm happy you brought that up because actually my 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 kid, my youngest is now identifying as genderqueer. And, you know, we're you know, we have to really look at the context that that. Um, she's still using a female pronoun that that Tali is living in in her middle school, and that's in Berkeley where we have relatively you know a high level of acceptance, and we have so it just helps me see how far we have to go internally as well as in the context of schools or other places. So yeah. It's a, and it's, and it's exciting. It's amazing that, that right. also at 13, she feels like she can do that. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I don't want to take away from our progress, right? You know, I mean, wow, marriage equality and the thought of uh, marriage potentially coming to all 50 states here and, and where we're at today even mm-hmm. is extremely exciting. I mean, you know, if I could just be real, I mean, how marriage has impacted my life that I, you know, I've not proposed to my partner yet. But <laughs> Is this the moment? There, Are you doing it on, <laughs> on the alphabet soup? <laughs> oh, wow, Judy. I love it. Put me on the spot. Um, but, you know, it's 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 funny because every time we sit down with friends, they're, they're, that's always the, the top question, right, especially from allies. They're so excited for us that we can we have the right to marry now. Right. And they'll always be like, you guys, are you guys getting married? And it's so sometimes it's so like, seriously, I, I didn't ask you, you know, male yeah. friend guy who's on his second date, but um, it's coming. And then, you know, my girlfriend will will answer with, well, you know, my ring finger here is extremely cold. Uh, it's just it needs something <laughs> heavy and warm on it. And and then we'll get home and I do the whole lesbian thing where it's like, well, why do I have to propose? Like, Put a you ring know, on what? It. It, yeah, my, you yeah, my finger is equally cold, like burr. And she'll be like, well, if you would like a head to be coming out of your vagina, then yeah, you can take that role. And so we have open conversations about roles. But that's what I love. It's like all this discussion, this dialogue about marriage, it's so new to us. Yeah. Um, but it's also, yeah. it's so fun. It is fun. And in some ways it's both conservative, but then we can play with it. And I'm so happy that's a perfect segue, the whole head coming out of the vagina thing, because <laughs> this is perfect segue, because I was going to ask you whether, and which is funny, because I do find when I have people get married who I know, that I start asking them, like, I'm their mother. I start asking them, you know, are you thinking of starting a family? So I'm just going to go ahead and ask you if you guys are thinking of having a family and whether or not you get married, because you don't have to be married to have Right. So, You're right. No, I know. Hetero people have uh, babies before marriage all the time. Um, y- you know, yes. The short answer is yes. It's funny. You know, we it, it feels like we're in a long-distance relationship. She travels so much for work, so we G-chat a lot. And the, the other... You know, we can make babies that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I g-chatted her and I was just like uh, I don't know how we got on the topic but I was like yeah I, I, I you know I, I you wanted to commit to me at like the, the second date the second date I believe you whispered in my ears like I want you forever Aww. and she's like is that how it happened because now I'm 33 my eggs are dying so if it's forever you know, make it happen. And it's like if I had a magic penis that was a wand I would totally be like Psh! But the We're great done. thing is, is if you guys aren't together, you can have that you can have that FedEx anywhere. <laughs> so, you know. Short answer is absolutely yes. I mean, I would love to adopt. I would love to foster. I think 
you know, my life experiences and just, uh, again, having grown up the way that I did and not ever having a quote unquote traditional family. I mean, I think that, you know, my kids and I would have so much fun. Not to mention, I mean, imagine a a mini meow, you know, it's like this little (laughs) thing with like Crocs and like spiky hair. And (laughs) I'm so going to bring that to you next time. A mini meow, (laughs) stuffed animal, action figure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that would be, you know, I think that we need to be better role models, especially for our LGBTQ youths um and that you know if we can provide a safe space for warmth support and love we're incredible human beings for that gay people so uh that is why i love you know our family coalition well great let's talk a little bit about the gala the gala is coming up april 23rd yep and um, so you're going to be our host. You're going to be our MC. I know. You know, such huge shoes to fill. I mean, last year, Alec Mappa, you know, hosted. And so I'm not as funny as Alec. Um, but, you know, I can try to get my hair to look similar <laughs> like Alec. I think it's on its way. Um, I, you know, yeah, I do. <laughs> I plan on I think that, you know, I could do a lot of things. I, I mean, I can dance. dance. If the shopping yeah. cart counts. Um, and uh, I mean, I can lip sync. You oh know. my gosh, lip sync. Yeah, yeah. Um, she bangs. You know, <laughs> William Hung's version probably is more appropriate for me. Um, so you know Good that. To know that. The option. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone should come on April twenty third yeah. to the Intercontinental Hotel because you could see all of that yeah. from Michelle Miao. Awesome. And we're also going to have uh, a new band playing that I'm really excited about, the Singing Boys. And I was at a friend's house for their birthday about a month ago and uh, two months ago something and. The singing telegram group walked in the door and find out that they're a band who's performing. So I'm excited. To, we're going to unveil them to the queer family community right. on April 23rd. Yes, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, and I was there last year and, and you know, the love from every, like, parent out there who's super proud of their own families. I mean, it's just undeniable. And so regardless how, uh, you know, horrible I do as a host or... <laughs> Uh, you will entertain. You'll be entertained by singing boys, good food, and wonderful parents. Parents, like, without their kids, they're, like, the biggest party animals out there ever. They drink faster than me when I was, like, you know, 21. <laughs> it's true because they're, they're getting it all into their one night with babysitters. They're exactly. making it worth it, you know. And it's true. So if you, uh, you know, if you haven't bought your tickets yet, you can do that at ourfamily.org. Our next guest, Stephen Bate, is going to talk a little bit more about um, Night Out. Um, but I was wondering if we could see, what do you think about seeing a little clip from the Singing Boys? Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm so right. excited for them. That's yeah. awesome. I'm excited. You're going to be great, Michelle. You're so humble, but we all know you're <laughs> going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great night in your energy. And I, I really, your, your love for our family coalition and our families is just, I don't know, it's just, it's incredible. So Thank you. I'm thank so you so excited. much, Judy. I look forward to it as all well. Right. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you for visiting the show, Michelle, and um, really, really look forward to seeing you on April 23rd. Um, we're going to take a short break, and after the short break, we're going to be hearing from our fabulous board member and parent, Stephen Bate, and um, really, we're going to talk a little bit more about Night Out and a lot about his journey uh, through parenthood. So after this short break, we'll hear from Stephen. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. Swirl is your A through Z covering the LGBT, LMNOP, and everyone in between show. Originating from the gay epicenter of the universe, inclusive of everyone in our community. There's no way. Visit Swirlcast.com for interviews, news, entertainment, and fun. That's Swirlcast.com. Welcome back. I'm Judy Appel with our Family Coalition, and I'm here with the Alphabet Soup. And we are going to be talking next with Stephen Bate, who is a dear friend and also the uh, a member of our Family Coalition's Board of Directors. He's also worked uh, in the high technology marketing for over 25 years, and most importantly to us, really, is a single dad of, I think, eight years. Is he eight years old? My son is eight, yes. Yeah, of eight-year-old Francesco. Correct. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you very much, Judy. I'm very happy to be here with you. Thank you for coming all the way down from San Jose. It's nice. I also, or I guess that's up from San Jose. Um, yeah, and you're also, you've been working on Night Out, so we're going to have a chance to talk a little bit more about Night Out. A um, very exciting night, yes. Before we do that, though, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Absolutely. I am the very proud and fortunate father of an amazing eight-year-old boy. Um, he is good most of the time. Um, we had a smackdown this week. Um, he definitely was uh, giving me a hard time on spring break when we were in Los Angeles. So never that was, happens to me. No, never happens to anyone but me. I love him dearly. <laughs> Everything I do is for him. Oh, look, photos of my son. Everything I do is for him. Um, he is the lens by which I live my life. You have pretty much the sweetest Facebook posts. You know, you said, date with my favorite guy. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Although, I, you know, you're my favorite guy. And, and, and I oh, appreciate that. Oh, that's my second that. favorite after my son. But remember, the life you put on Facebook isn't necessarily the, the, your real life. <laughs> and I do try to put the bad things, too, like when my son is driving me completely insane. Well, I hear that. Um, so how did, how did you, um, how did Francesco come into your family? Was he adopted? Did you, what, uh, how did, what was your story? 
birth, like what was your family building story? I get that question a lot. And I always love to tell this story because it's so important because um, we did uh, something called open adoption. And when I say we, it was with my then uh, partner who is now my ex-partner. Unfortunately, because of addiction, he's no longer a part of our family. Um, and my son has adjusted very well through that. Fortunately, it's been a journey in itself. But um, eight years ago, actually, my son's birthday was Monday. Eight years ago, um, he was born. Uh, we uh, went through a private adoption, met his birth mother, and uh, she chose us. We chose him. Uh, uh, we chose them. And four months after we met her, uh, we had a baby. So the, the journey was about five months from the time we met the attorney to when a baby was in our arms. Wow. Five months. So what do you remember most of that day, of the day that Francesco was born? Um, I remember being asked by um, his birth mother if I wanted to come in to the room and it was going to be a C-section. I said, absolutely not. I said, I will wait here. And 45 minutes later, a beautiful little boy w was handed to me. But the, the important day to me was actually three days later. I felt I was very guarded for the next three days while we waited for the ability of the birth mother to sign the legal document. I did not overly bond. Once she signed and she then went on her way and he was put in my arms again, that's the moment I remember when he was truly mine. Oh, and um, and you, do you said you have an open adoption? Do you still maintain contact with We do, we mom? do. My son's birth father um, is not in the picture, but the birth mother we Skype and he has a full brother and we spend a lot of time uh, with him Skyping and, and he gets to know him that way. That's amazing. So, and, and you're really active. You, you two come up to many Our Family Coalition events. Absolutely. Um, you know, eight, uh, probably two years ago, I found myself a single parent at the time, um, just having recently gone through a divorce. It wasn't a legal divorce because it wasn't a legal marriage, but it was more of an emotional divorce. Mm -hmm. I found myself in Texas, and although I had an incredible uh, a family support, so I'm Italian, and we move as a pack. So my parents <laughs> live with me in Austin. I decided... Here I am, a single man with a multiracial child living in Texas. I knew I had to get home back to the Bay Area. So I made that decision, and we came back here. And then how did you find out about our family coalition? And, I, I, you know, well, once um, I returned to, to the, a lot of events, yeah. Absolutely. The, our family is so important to my family. Once uh, I got back to the Bay Area, my network was single gay men. I didn't know a lot of families. So I went to some events through the uh, gay, uh, the Castro dads, and I ran into a gentleman, Chris Armio, mm. who was previously involved with our family. And he said, come to an Our Family event. Well, the rest is is, is history for, for my family. Went to many of them, and every time we went, because it was so important, my son saw families that looked just like ours, uh, with gay parents, multiracial children, so the experience was so incredible for him. Not only were we back in the Bay Area, but we were with people who looked just like us in so many ways. I know, um, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, we had our 17th annual LGBT family night at the YMCA in downtown Berkeley. And you came all the way from San Jose to Berkeley for that event. You are right. So in the Bay Area, we definitely think that San Jose and Berkeley are two entirely different countries. Um, but for me, I knew what was waiting for me. So I put my son in, in, of course, my Prius. That's also what we drive in the Bay Area and headed up to Berkeley. You know, as I was driving, I was thinking, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of people at this event. I hope so. I hope it's fun. Well, as soon as I pulled up, 
I could feel the energy. And as soon as I walked through the door, my son sort of took off. Um, it was an amazing event. The measure of success for me for any event, because I have an eight-year-old boy, is the sweat factor. So my son actually at the end of that event was completely sweaty because he was running around playing so much and having such a good time. There was a moment though when we went into a room for dinner and we walked in and there must have been about 200 people in this room. And it was children and parents and it was loud and there was pizza and it was absolutely perfect. And it was one of those moments when I looked around the room and everybody looked like us. Um, and, and you just, you can't quantify that emotion. You can't put that, uh, there's no dollar amount that, that, that goes to that. It's just an incredible feeling. And then my son just having a wonderful time that night. It was just a perfect evening for the, all those reasons. Has Francesco had any um, situations at school or in the in in where where he, you know, where you live that he has had any anyone ask any questions or any struggles about having a single either a single dad or having a gay, a gay dad? That's a, a great I mean, question. Sometimes as a single parent, you're a little bit more almost in the closet. But I don't. I can't imagine you being much in the closet. Actually, more so here in the Bay Area. Then, huh. then, then in Texas, we've had more questions. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's the age. Huh. In Texas, I most definitely felt tolerated. There was mm-hmm. never any statement made, although I always wondered, have we always been invited to birthday parties, et cetera? There was no overt discrimination or even mm-hmm. questions. People were very tolerant, but we were never celebrated. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get back. Here, um, people do have questions. There are other children in his uh, uh, homeroom uh-huh. who are adopted. Uh-huh. Um, other families have said that they, it, because of our family, it's been an opportunity for them to talk to their children about gay families. So all of the experiences I've had in the Bay Area have been really, really good ones where we have been a catalyst to discussions for other families. Oh, that's great. So let's move on to Night Out. So you are, you're coming to Night Out. You're our table captain. You've been our champion at getting other table captains. Why do you love, why why, why the commitment to Night Out? Tell us a little bit about it. Actually, you know, Judy, right when you said that, I suddenly realized, you know, one of the first events I went to last year was night out. And I remember seeing you on stage. I remember sitting. I looked good. You did. You had an amazing dress on. And I can't wait to see what you wear this year. Um, I remember when you started talking about the fact that families are the next big frontier um, in, in, in our fight for equality. And that's what hooked me. And that's why I think that night is so important. First, it's a night for the parents. Um, I actually get to leave my son at home, go to a glamorous hotel, the Intercontinental, be with a room of other like-minded people and celebrate this organization and celebrate being a parent. Great. And so who's going to be? We're honoring a few people. Will you just uh, tell, I, I remind me who we're honoring. Absolutely. We are honoring uh, two wonderful individuals and an organization. We are going to be recognizing uh previous assembly member Tom Amiano for his great work in the community, as well as a strong advocate, Evelyn Shen. And then we're going to acknowledge Target for the great work that they've done for us. It's going to be a great night along with the um, famous Michelle Miao and uh, and the, the Singing Boys. It's going to be a, a fun, another fun night. Um, how can people buy tickets? Do you know? I do know. They can uh, go online to Our Family Coalition's website and purchase them there. And if they do not already have a table captain, please use my name, Stephen Bate. Um, and we do still have seats left. It really is an amazing night, so much so that I'm actually having my mother come. She'll be at the grandparents' table. And uh, a friend of the family who really is like an aunt to me will be there as well. So it is a family night. That I'm so glad you mentioned that because actually our moms are co table captaining the grandparent table. So if anyone out there has a grandparent who wants to come enjoy night out, tell them to contact one of our moms. 
Um, or you can do it through ourfamily.org. You can buy your tickets there, and you can either put, you know, Stephen Bate's name, or if you're a grandparent, you can put our mother's names. It's so cute that our mothers are getting to be friends. That's an important thing. I mean, that, that's what's so great about the organization. It's multi-generational. Yeah. So um, that's great. Is there, uh, yeah, if you, do you have any final words? I just any final words about how important our family coalition is or any word of, words of wisdom for families? Um, our family coalition is important for two reasons. First, it does incredible work, advocacy work, work uh, to develop policy. But secondarily, it creates fun activities for my son. So that's why I am such an advocate for this organization. And I volunteer. I believe in what we're doing. Well, thank you. And thank you for everything that you do for our family coalition. And one of the things Stephen does is after every event that he comes, goes to with his family, and sometimes it's him and his son, sometimes with his mom, always sends a word of praise and appreciation to our staff members. So on behalf of all of them, that means a lot because it's great to know how we're impacting families. So um, that's a great practice. And I look forward to seeing what you're wearing on April 23rd. I'm wearing sequins as well. Okay. Well, we're going to have to get a, a selfie. Um, great. So we're going to conclude now. Um, we're going to conclude the alphabet soup with our final segment, which is our food for thought. Every month we have an opportunity to hear from one of our Family Coalition staff members about something that's of interest to our organization and to families as a whole. And um, in honor of Night Out, we're going to hear from our incredible uh, donor engagement associate, Alan Johnson. And um, after that, we'll be ending the show, and um, we'll look forward to the next edition of, uh, of The Alphabet Soup. So let's take it away, Alan. Hi, uh, my name is Alan Johnson. I am the uh, Donor Engagement Associate at our Family Coalition, uh, and this is Food for Thought. Um, I want to talk to you uh, a little bit about something that's been sitting with me, something I've been thinking about, um, reciprocity. Um, and I actually uh, want to um, first define what reciprocity is. Is it something that's been sitting with me as I think about how we engage with uh, our communities? Um, reciprocity uh, is the action of responding to one positive uh, action uh, with another positive action. Um, I actually want to share a story uh, that I felt was really powerful and really uh, um, in some ways captivated and talked about what reciprocity really is. Um, we had a family that um, was going through a really critical time and um, they really needed some support. And I won't go into details of DeVol's names, but um, they came to us for support uh, and we were able to show up for them. Um, they uh, ended up coming to one of our programs and two of our programs. And ultimately, uh, they ended up coming throughout the year, um, perpetually coming to our programs. And um, Never really asked for anything, but just became a big part of, of our community, which we were really thankful for. Um, ultimately, uh, what we found was that they ended up surprising us with a huge end-of-year gift, and we were overwhelmed and ultimately really surprised. Um, and talk much, just really engaged our community, but they left a small note. Um, and that note was, was that um, we showed up with them for a really critical time, that without us, without this community, uh, they didn't know where they'd be, um, and furthermore, that they felt it was their time to give back. It was their time to show up for us, and furthermore, it was their time to ensure that other people, other folks like them, also had this community and also had the opportunity uh, to ensure that we expanded to show up for more people. Um, and that, to me, was a really, really powerful note about what reciprocity um, in its fullness really looks like. That was their way of giving back. And for so many people, 
Um, giving back looks different and varies in so many ways. Um, everyone gives back in the way that really speaks to them. I think for me, one way I give back is through my work. Uh, I have the privilege to be able to give back and show up every day and show up for our LGBTQ families. And Stephen, uh, who was actually just here, um, not only shows up in his work as a volunteer board member, but um, is a big financial steward for us. And so he finds so many ways to show how thankful he is for this community and how thankful he is um, for uh, all that our family coalition does. And so he also sees as a way of giving back is ensuring other people have this opportunity. Other people get to engage with this community and we continue to expand. So ultimately, today as we talk about reciprocity, um, I think it's really important to think about how, the many ways that we can also continue to give back because we cannot do this without you. Um, a part of reciprocity again is responding one positive action with another positive action. And we continue to, to, to support with positive actions and we need your continued positive actions in order to do this work because we cannot do this without you. At the core and at the foundation of our work is reciprocity. So if you feel compelled to act, please make a donation today. Please give back in the way that really speaks to you. If you feel compelled, give back through a financial donation. Visit us at ourfamily.org and go to our donation tab and find it in your heart to continue to give back so we can achieve equity together and power together for LGBTQ families. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us for Alphabet Soup. That's our food for thought. And that in totality is our uh, Alphabet Soup with our family coalition. Thank you and visit us at www.ourfamily.org to learn more about our family coalition. And we hope to see you next week. Thanks. Bye.